Arkansas Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousins out coming to you on a Wednesday morning. Yeah, Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess and joining me as always, always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta Harry, Brother Bry, Darren the Pauly Kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Yes, I want to promote you guys, extrapoints.com. You give out free picks every day, win or lose, they're free. I also want to promote the Prop Culture Contest. Yes, that is going to be an Emmy edition. You have 10, I think 11, actually, Emmy questions. Serves as an Emmy pool. Nice prize if you win that. Prop quiz is going to be player props based on week one and our pick'em contest, $100 to the winner, extrapoints.com. Slash arcade. We got lots going on. I feel like we have to cram. I don't know what this is, uh, Polly Kid, what we would liken this to, but we really have to cram. Uh, we have a final exam Thursday. We have to get it all in, and we're down to, I mean, we've done everything over under wins. We've done division, conference, Super Bowl mm. picks, yep. um, uh, alternate wins, uh, uh, season specials, uh, team with the best record, team with the worst record. I think we have four or five left. We have offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, coach of the year. And then uh, maybe a couple more tomorrow. I, I don't know. Did we do Bride? Did we do Rookie of the Year? I think we did. I, I can't even keep track anymore. We might we might have done that, but that might have been like right after the draft, right? All we right. might have done like a very early preview of that. So we'll hit that maybe tomorrow. So let's start off right now. Now, we did our MVP yesterday, and uh, we did our Super Bowl matchups. MVP, I had Mahomes. Um, Parley Kid, you had Jackson? Brother Bride yeah, had... Uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Josh Allen, the favorite, and Harry took uh, Justin Herbert. Of the Chargers. He loves the Chargers and Vikings in the Super Bowl. Let's start it off, though. Offensive player of the year, Jonathan Taylor, 10 to 1 odds. Justin Jefferson, 14 to 1 odds. Cooper Cup, 14 to 1 odds. He won last year. I gave him a big hug. He's the first. I, he ran right to me, Harry. You understand? He, I mean, he had a wife mm. in the audience. He praised right. her afterwards in the speech, but he ran. I mean, it's on tape. He ran to me and hugged me uh, for what I thought was an uncomfortably long time, but whatever. Cooper <laughs> Cup is 14 to 1. Uh, Derrick Henry, 16 to one and Lamar Jackson, interesting 16 to one. You know what? Start us off with Jonathan Taylor, Harry, who was the favorite at 10 to one. That's who you like. Yeah. I mean, look, if you include his years in Wisconsin, four of his last five seasons, I love when you do this. You don't have to do that. You don't have to include high school or middle school or anything. 2,000 yards, four or five seasons. Who else in the world can say that? Nobody had 20 touchdowns last year, 18 on the ground. He averages five and a half yards a carry. Matt Ryan now is his quarterback, which is a step up from Carson Wentz. Uh, And Taylor was Indy's third leading receiver and led the team in yak yards. Guy does everything at 10 to one. I think that's really good to get double digits on this guy. All right. It's hard to argue if he if he gets the tonnage of, of touches that you think he's going to get in that offense. He's going to put up great numbers and 10 to one is probably a good uh, number there. Parley kid, you understand what happens. These guys have good numbers in college and then scouts take a look and then they're drafted based on that. And you basically keep it going. And so they put together, you know, a, a not nice... everybody, not 2000 yards. All right. Parley kid, what do you like there? Was your guy good in college? Who are you taking here? You're taking McCaffrey. He sucked in college, I am right? I'm taking McCaffrey. Rolling the dice on a 25 <laughs> to one long shot here, Sal, with uh, Christian McCaffrey, because uh, let's face it, if he's healthy, yeah. which is always the with him, that's the biggest if. If he's healthy. Um, he's going to, ha- you know, he'd be right in the mix for this because 
You talk about a guy who's a dual threat, mm-hmm. especially with a guy like Baker Mayfield quarterbacking. If he's when he's healthy, they're going to try to run the ball. They're going to try to make life easy on Baker Mayfield. And then even in the passing game, they're going to try to make it easy on Mayfield. Where he's going to be checking the ball down to McCaffrey. McCaffrey could easily go here for 1,300 yards rushing this year and close to 1,000 yards receiving with like 100 receptions on the season. I mean, that's kind of what a healthy 17-game Christian McCaffrey would do. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I've been on the Panthers. I think they have a kind of a, a very solid year this year. Uh, obviously, I, don't, I, I think if McCaffrey won, you know, had a good year, but they only won three games, I'm not sure if he's going to get this. But I think this team's capable with a healthy McCaffrey to win about nine games, mm-hmm. uh, close to nine games. Mayfield's motivated. Uh, I just think 25 to one for a guy that it's a big if if he's healthy, but if he's healthy and plays 15 plus games, he's got, I think those odds would drop. If somebody told you McCaffrey's going to play 15 plus games, you'd sure. get him here at like eight to one almost. So I'll take him at 25 to one. My so. problem with all of these is I, I, I really like them all. I really do. I love all the jumbo odds. Now I'm pretty disciplined when it comes to betting unders, but I'm going to bet 75 player unders. I, I went through it today. 75. That's what I'm doing. Player unders, mostly running backs and wide receivers. Yep. So that I, I, I could see. But when it comes to one of them being the best in a given category, offensive player of the year or most receiving yards or something, I like all these jumbo odds. I could see everything like what anyone's talking about. Brother Bry, you have a guy who just dominated last year. Uh, over like a five or six game stretch, no one was better. And they have him at 30 to one for offensive player of the year, Jamar Chase. Yeah, I'm looking at Jamar Chase here. Yeah, it, it seems like this has become a running back wide receiver award, right? And the mm-hmm. way I, I know Mahomes won it, right, a few years ago, but the way the NFL is going, right, I think more and more wide receivers end up winning this. I, I like both the t- the former teammates. I like Chase, I like Jefferson in this one, but I like the, the 30 to one odds is more enticing here. And like you were saying, you, the great thing about these offensive and defensive player of the year awards, yeah. you get you get good odds for great players. Yeah, right? I mean, I mean the fact that Harry's still getting ten to one for Taylor's like a, a, yeah. that's still it's still pretty great. But you know, well, I, took I think him, people are starting to realize what he did at Wisconsin, and it's like, yeah. well, we got to keep this down. Yeah. <laughs> Carried on to the Colts. Uh, but I expect I expect a big step up in stats going into year two, even after a monster year one. I mean, look, Burrow's yeah. Burrow going into year three last year, had a full year in him. It's going to be even better in this third year since he's going to increase Chase's targets here. So I think this is going to be over the next couple of years. Right. This is a battle between Chase Jefferson and Cup for the mm-hmm. best wide receiver in uh, football over the next few years. Like I said, but, um, Chase to me is the most gifted I'd like to take uh, those thirty ones at a, thirty to one at a long shot here. Seem seem the best value versus the other two. Yeah. So what you said at the beginning is true. It's like yeah, I know Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you're looking at this is an award to placate those who want the receivers and why and running backs in the yeah. conversation for MVP, and they just don't get there. They're just going to take Aaron Rodgers on a thirteen win team every year, or Lamar Jackson, or. You know, uh, you know, Allen is the favorite at MVP. Those guys are almost certainly going to win. And then it was between Cup and Taylor because they had monster offensive years. One of them was going to this is, you know, this is probably not going to be a quarterback award, whereas MVP is. I'm taking an even longer shot and Stefan Diggs, 18 touchdowns in two years. I I first of all, I have high, high hopes for that offense. I think he can get to 15 TDs alone 
this year. He had 1,500 plus yards two years ago. His production actually was down slightly from 20 to 21, but he commanded the most end zone targets, end zone targets Mm. in the NFL, 25 during the regular season, which is six more than the next closest, which I think was Justin Jefferson. Ken Dorsey's offense, everything you read says it's going to help Josh Allen, which helps Stefan Diggs. He's the best offensive weapon in what I feel will be the best offense. And so 40 to one, 40 to one for Stefan Diggs, a top, you know, four receiver. Why the hell not uh, take a chance there? But I'm with you guys. Take a few of these. Uh, have some fun. Defensive player of the year. Same old, same old. Miles Garrett, seven and one. Now, Watt won this the last two years. Did we talk about this? Did Watt win this the last two years? Yeah, I think he did. Uh, we'll have to look at this. I think, um, no, he I didn't, he didn't win two, two he years ago. I got win. screwed. Yeah, Harry had right. him two years ago. Right. won two years yeah. ago. He had the most yeah. sacks two years in a row. That's what it was, right? Okay, so Garrett, seven and one. Yes, Watt, eight to one. Donald, nine to one. Nick Bosa, 10 to one. Um, I'm going to take Nick Bosa at 10 to one. I had a case for him last week for most sacks. He had 15 and a half hit close to 20 last year. If you count the postseason. and unless you're going Parsons here and I know a couple of you guys are, you kind of have to go for the big sack guy. So you have like three or four guys to choose from. And I like Bosa. He's now two years removed from that ACL tear. He alternates between the left and right side. Now they just kind of figured that out for him halfway through last season. And that's where he like really made his push. Um, I like it here. Again, he could get close to 20 sacks. And if that's the case, 10 to one odds for Nick Bosa, defensive player of the year is a nice pick. Now, Harry and uh, Parley Kid, you have Parsons 10 to one. Harry, I know you don't, you're going to root against it. Parley Kid, you set the table here for uh, Parsons 10 to one. Well, you guys know how I feel about Parsons, uh, Sal. A uh, guy wants to be the best, plays hard every single play of the game, huge motor. Uh, last year, 45 quarterback pressures, 29 quarterback hits, 21% uh, uh, sack rate or pressure rate, I should say, QB pressure rate when he when he uh, off the edge there, 13 sacks. But that's not all he does. I mean, he's just he's a force all over the field. He's a run stopper. Uh, he'll cover guys uh, out of the backfield. He'll cover tight ends. Mm-hmm. Heck, they, they they could even have him cover some. Uh, Slot receivers, if they really wanted to, I, I don't want them to have him uh, do that. But he can do it all. This guy, Sal. This uh, we have a generational player here on the Cowboys with Micah Parsons. I think this Cowboys team is going to be a defensive-oriented team this year. The defense is going to win them games this year, and this defense is led by the youngster Micah Parsons, who's just fantastic all right well i don't know how you could top that harry or what you could add to it but uh i'm all for it i'm all in parlay kid <laughs> i on will this say guy. yeah parlay kid nailed it i mean I, believe it or not i'm taking a cowboy here with parsons but he sits he's all over the field it reminds me a lot of uh the niners linebacker fred warner uh their pursuit is impeccable they're just awesome at what they do parlay kid mentioned 13 sacks uh, for 120 yards loss he also forced three fumbles all over the second and tackles as a rookie. And Sal, in case you didn't know this too, when he was at Happy Valley at Penn State, he led the yeah. Lions both years and tackles in there as well. So again, all why over do you the stop field, there? Like is the only said. thing. Like I believe, why don't you go back? I'm sure they had great high school years, right? <laughs> His high school senior numbers must have been through the roof. But I don't understand why you stop where you do. It was I mean, a great amazing. high school it, running back too. All right, really is amazing what sure. he does because it's just just seeing him in that uniform just blows me away. Like he's a linebacker, he looks like a wide receiver. It's well, amazing the, the number scares you. The number um, throws you off a Not little, a little, bit. but yeah. still, wow. 
All right. Uh, Brother Bry, what do you got there? You're a little bit of a homer pick here. Parley Kid, also a homer pick, but shit, 30 to 1 for Max Crosby. Wow. Yeah, it's a homer pick. I mean, again, I, I gave him out for a potential 31 for the most sacks, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But I think I like this. I think I like Defensive Player of the Year more than sacks for a guy like Crosby because, again, the, he, the, he's going to get a ton of pressure. I think, regardless, he's going to get a ton of pressure. He's had an issue finishing, maybe, or being a little bit unlucky with the sack rates, but I think it's going to go way mm-hmm. up this year. You know, I, like I said previously, on like maybe two weeks ago, in terms of he led the league in pressures, right? And right. the thing was about the Raiders last year, he sing, and again, it reminded me a lot of the year when Mac won Defensive Player of the Year in terms of like, it was pretty much because of Mac where they had a good season that season. Pretty much yeah. it was the only reason. That's kind of how I felt with the Raiders defense last year. It was the best the Raiders defense had played in years, but it was mostly because of the pressure that Crosby got. Mm-hmm. Um, so now having Chandler Jones on the other side, I do think that's going to free him up a little bit more uh, to be even a little bit more disruptive. So 30 to 1. 30 to 1 I love. Parsons, again, Parsons too, I, you can't go wrong at 10 to 1. I mean, I thought last year too watching him he was the most incredible player in terms of athletically. The only thing I would say with the Cowboys, just let him rush the passer every time. Never drop, never, never have him covering anybody. Yeah, always right. rush the passer. That's I would, all. so I would recommend, I don't know. I would recommend for a lot of these, getting a somewhat favorite, one of the top three. So Garrett, Watt, Donald, pick your poison. Donald's won this, what, three out of, what is it, babyface? Three out of five years? Donald, Donald, Gilmore, Donald, and Watt. Is that how it ended up here? So, Take one of those mm. and take a long shot, and uh, you'll be in good shape with a, a few weeks left in the season. Babyface, were you able to dig up anything, uh, Jonathan Taylor's uh, Pop Warner stats? No, not, no. <laughs> but he, I think he had some 1,000-yard seasons there. But as Harry will okay. tell you, he was a double major at Wisconsin, astrophysics and physics. Is that right? Wow. I don't know. Harry don't didn't know. tell me that. Harry didn't and do that. By the way, he's, he's, yeah. he was getting those 2,000 yards at the Big Ten, not at some dumpy school where they have no defensive players either. <laughs> well, the dumpy schools also have dumpy offensive lines, right? I don't know. Uh, but uh, all right. So right now, it's time for our Buffalo Wild Wing Spicy Hot Pick of the Week. You three are going to give me your pick for Coach of the Year, and I'm going to judge them using the Buffalo Wild Wings spiciness scale. Harry, start us off. Coach of the year. Brandon Staley is the favorite. You are going with? I am going with O'Connell of the Vikings. I Look, I, I, I like him a lot. A 37-year-old head coach did wonders with the Rams with McVay and Stafford O'Connell. Coach with Cousins, not just now, but in Washington as well. They have a great rapport. The Rams offense was really good last year, but this Minnesota offense is going to even be better this year. Take, Give me O'Connell of the Vikings. This is the play. Mm, all right. I What do I have? I, you know what? I like the Vikings to make the playoffs. I don't think they get to like 11 wins, which is what you have to get to to win this award, 11 or 12. I'm going to give you Ty Curry. Ty Curry, about six or seven from the top in terms of hotness. Paulie Kid, you are going with the favorite, Brandon Staley. Yeah, Staley at 14 to one here, Sal, my uh, fellow UD graduate. Uh, look, season of redemption for Brandon Staley this year. Much maligned last year with all the talent he had and some questionable clock management and play calling, especially late in the season. Uh, led to uh, a little some of the skeptics being a little harsh on him, but he rebounds this year 
with a great season. This Chargers team is winning it all this year, Stow. Let's take Brandon Staley at 14 to 1. Oh, man. You know, I feel the same way about <laughs> him as I do the Vikings head coach. I'm going to go parlay kid. I don't think it's there. Smoky Adobo. I don't even know what that is. It's not, <laughs> not hot. It's smoky. More smoky than hot with the fourth down calls. But uh, I don't love that one. All right, Bry, finish it off here. Who is the coach of the year? Well, you're not going to like this one either because I'm going Nick Sirianni at 20 to 1. I'm not sure how I wound up on this Eagles bandwagon. <laughs> it was just a few it was just a few short weeks ago where I was probably like, I don't know if Sirianni's a good coach and I'm not sure about Hurts. Uh, you know, I think Sirianni, I think the thing with him is he came across as an idiot in some of those early press conferences that rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, but the more I look at the schedule, the more I look at the roster, they have they do have a chance of being very good. The defense has added a ton of good picks. Uh, you know, I even I even though the NFC East has been garbage, I will say I give them credit. The the Eagles last year they finished up the season six and two, ended up making the playoffs. I know they ended up getting blown out by Tampa, but um, I I think I think they they have a realistic possibility of being very good, and uh, Sirianni is going to benefit from that. So I think twenty to one odds is uh, pretty good for him. Paul, like, yeah, we have to defend the NFC East here, right? I mean, don't we at some point? I mean, we had yeah. two playoff teams. Your you AFC did. West yeah, had two did. playoff teams. What's what's the difference? All right, you know what? <laughs> I, Bry, you know I hate the Eagles this year, and I hate you for picking them and their coach, and so I'm going to rate this a Caribbean jerk, and that's what you are, a Caribbean jerk for taking the Eagles. Hey, go to www.buffalowildwings.com slash fantasy Book your fantasy draft party right now. You know what? I am going to go with, it's a weird award, right? So Staley's 14 to one. Debole is 14 to one. Peterson 16 to one. Kevin O'Connell 16 to one. All your guys' picks, I have them around nine or 10 wins. I think you have to win like 13. So I'm just going to go with, I can't believe Sean McDermott is 30 to one. I mean, I have the Bills with the most wins and I'm just going to follow. I think they get 13 wins and if he has, he coaches the Bills, so why wouldn't the coach of the Bills with 13 wins be amongst those in contention? And he gets votes, too. In 2019, he was fourth. 2020, he was second. So Ooh. he's liked amongst the voters. Um, but I get it. Parley Kid, this is typically given to the coaches who surpass their expectations. Is that a fair way to categorize this? Um, I guess that could be fair. That could be fair, Sal. And I, I, I can add something else when you're done. Well, if that is how it's looked at, Staley's team is supposed to win 10. The Bills are supposed to win 11 or 11 and a half. Why is the massive distance between Staley's odds and Sean McDermott? I'm going McDermott 30 to 1. I think that's really, really, really good value. Go ahead, Parley Kid. Well, I, I think too, Sal, um, to me, and I think Harry would bring this up too, and that's why I think you guys could have gone with the Raiders because you both have them winning that division. Mm. The winner of that division, yes. that coach should get coach of the year because that's the best division in football. So to me, I think that's why Staley is sitting at 14-1. to 1, But why I would have thought about maybe, as Harry would tell you, Andy Reid sitting at 40-1. to 1, right. right. So For 40 the winner to 1, of that division. 40-1, to 1, win the division without Hill. Mahomes has a great season. You win 12 games and – Everyone else put does their part, and and with a team that went, Andy Reid has not done what he's supposed to do a lot of times. If he could overcome this without having Hill win the division, be back on top with 12, 13 wins at forty to one. I would. Have, well, I, I don't see anyone winning thirteen in that division, but 
I would sign off on if a team won 13 in the AFC West this year. I don't even have to see any other games. Give that coach the coach of the year. I'll, I'd sign mm-hmm. off on that. Even even maybe 12, I think. I think like a 12 and five in that AFC West where every game could be a primetime night game and sure. uh, just phenomenal. Um, that That's a, f- a fun way to look at it, Paul. Like you take all the uh, AFC West teams and hope that one of them gets to 12. And then, yep. then you'd be hard pressed to take, I don't know, any of these guys, LaFleur or, you know, teams... Uh, Coaches with wins on teams that are playing in lesser divisions. All right, let's do it. We made it, guys. Thursday night football. Well, we didn't quite make it. Uh, it's tomorrow. Bills minus two and a half on the road. The over-under is 52 and a half. They're coming to L.A. Uh, it used to be, Bri, the home team won and covered this Thursday game all the time, right? The Super Bowl champs yeah. would come Always. back. They, they'd Always. host the game. They'd win. They'd cover. It was pretty easy. As far as my recollection goes, the Pats screwed that up like five or six years ago. Maybe it was more now. They lost to the Chiefs at home. They were winning that game, I think, and then they blew it. That was a Mahomes game, right? Or was that no? That was was that um was that an Alex Smith game? That must have been an Alex Smith game at Thursday night hmm. game. I don't know. Look that up. I'm going to be wrong about whatever I say there. Uh, it's Alex Smith, right? Michael Mikey Meatballs on the spot. That was an Alex Smith game. They won. It might have even been overtime. They won late. But anyway, since then, it's been a mixed bag. Like the Cowboys didn't win, but they covered against the Bucs. They should have won. I like mm-hmm. the Bills. Uh, I'm going to keep it simple. Like I'm not going to stray from my preseason analysis, um, you know, until I see something that tells me otherwise. Right. So I have the Bills winning 13 games. I have the Rams as a good team. But, you know, as a 10 game winner, 11 games, maybe to take that NFC West. Roger Saffold, Ryan Bates are going to have a tough time potentially uh, taking care of Aaron Donald, but you got that Mitch Morse is flanked at center. I do think they do a good job there. Don't forget, Jalen Rams- Ramsey laughed at the Bills drafting Josh Allen. Uh, he backed it backed it up a little bit, or backed it down, I should say. But Allen can make him pay, and I think this offense has a lot. I think Von Miller is going to take advantage of his edge matchups. I was watching, yeah, I'm breaking down film. Um, and when he gets a double team, Greg Rousseau and a, a Penza are going to be right there. I like this as a 27-21 game. And I think it's I think it's like 27-14 until the end where uh, Stafford mm-hmm. adds an unnecessary, a meaningless touchdown. 27-21, Bills and the under. Harry, you're with me on the Bills. All right, Harry is frozen. I don't know what the hell happened. But so let's go to the parlay kid. He's got a fun uh, prop bet for us here. Well, so you know how I love these quarterback uh, over touchdown props. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love them. I'm always on them every week. And this, I can parlay this on Caesars here, Sal. Mm-hmm. So I'm loving this right here in this game. And we talked about uh, last week or so what these quarterbacks, what their odds would be set after touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. I'm getting Allen and Stafford at one and a half over touchdowns passes. Allen at minus 194, Stafford at ma- minus 179. It's a plus 145 parlay for both of them to go over one and a half. I like this, Sal. I think this game, there's going to be points. I don't think these defenses are fully ready yet, fully invested yet. I think these two teams are going to light it up. Stafford and Allen, they might be over this before uh, halftime is, uh, you know, there. So let, I love this one. I love it. I over like it one too. and a half, Sal. This is great. Yeah, that's what you're, I mean, you're at one and a half, so you're asking for about 25 touchdowns. Per year for both, if you go by one and a half. Now the vig is taking right. it. Vig is taking you yeah, over, got- but if you parlay them together, and I get it, it's against defenses that are probably a little better than they fine. would both That's see. Fine. Yeah. All right. I like that parlay, kid. You could do that on Caesars. There you go. Now on Caesars, Sal. Beautiful. Loving it. 
All right. Uh, Brother Bry, what's your pick for the Thursday night game? Yeah, I'm taking a prop here, and I'm going Josh Allen over 13 and a half for his longest rush. Now, look, I do think Allen's going to start cutting back on his running a little oh, bit. Oh, you love these, bro. Yeah. You love but these. But I do think he, <laughs> I do think he understands at times he still needs to make a big play with his feet. I love this bet late last season, although the number was higher. I think in the playoffs, like this number went up to like 16 and a half. I'm pretty sure it went that high. But in his last eight games, he's had a rush of 14 yards or more. Uh, and most of that times it was it was a rush in the 20s, 25 yards, 26 yards, um, you know, and this being a big first game for them, he's going to mm-hmm. understand that he's got to make some plays with his feet, especially against this Rams defense. So I think he easily goes over this 13 and a half longest rush and that can even happen. You know, I think that <laughs> happened for me like the first play of the game. Right. I hit on. One yeah, of these well, that's the, play- the thing with that. And the playoffs, um, I think he had like a 17 yard run, like the first play of the game or something like that. So and obviously uh, we'll, we'll be reminding uh, people throughout the year that the the, the one um, pitfall for this bet is if they're in victory formation, the Bills, you could lose anywhere from. um seven to 40 yards, just taking knees. Right. And we saw Patrick <laughs> Mahomes do in the uh, Super Bowl. But yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He averaged, what, 45 yards uh, rushing last year? Yeah, this is the problem. We see these things and we talk about unders all, you know, all summer. And it's like, oh, over 13 and a half yards. Oh, over touchdown passes. Let's do it. So um, just be careful. But I do like uh, both of those for sure. I like the Bills. I don't know what happened to Harry. He says he's trying to come back on. Maybe he's not that confident in his uh, Bills pick. All right, Harry, you're back with us, right? Yeah, I'm back. Sorry okay. By the way, Harry texts me um, before the podcast, and he says, in my analysis of the Bills, I may throw in any time touchdown uh, Gabriel Davis plus 145, then says, might need three to five minutes. Now, that's the same text. Again, he gets in trouble for not separating <laughs> text. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to listen to five minutes of why Gabriel Davis is going to score oh. a touchdown. <laughs> and then he says, like a minute later on with Lombardi. He needed three to five minutes to start the podcast late is what he was saying. So you don't need five <laughs> minutes for this Gabriel Davis prop analysis is what you're saying. I could, right? but I won't, okay, but I good. won't. Come on, Listen, go ahead. But I do, but, but I'm with you also, Sal, with the bills. Look, you met, mentioned about uh, these games in the past. Dallas did cover last year on the road versus right. Tampa as a seven and a half point underdog on opening night. Um, I'm going to lean with the bills here. Stafford still had 17 picks last season. Defensively, the Bills were number one in the NFL. Um, nobody, and a nobody wants to take the field more than Sean McDermott and his Buffalo Bills after what happened in Kansas City last year. And I'm gonna, and, and I think Gabriel Davis is going to have another big game like he did in that game where he had four touchdowns that night. Not, might not have four touchdowns, but I think at plus 145, he scores an anytime touchdown tonight. And he had 13, he's got 13 touchdowns the last two years in the league with uh, the Bills. Ramsey probably on digs a lot. Davis open. Give me Davis to have a big game and the Bills win the game too. So I'm looking at these. It seems like there's a lot of um a lot of points scored in these, right? Well, in the last two years. Oh God, the Packers Bears. That was a that was a Thursday ca- Oh, yeah, because that was the hundred year, right? So last year was 30, 31, 60, right? 31 29, right? Last year. That's 60. It's hard to believe the Texans were in the 2020 game against the Chiefs. That was 34 20. Mm. The Chiefs won. So that's yep. 54. Packers 10, Bears 3. Disgusting. I hate that rivalry. I, I really do. It gets way too much credit. And you can't name two great Packers Bears games in the last 50 years. Uh, and then it was Falcons Eagles. That was lame. That was 1812 Eagles. The ones the Chiefs are in are good, it seems like. Chiefs 42, Patriots 27. That's the one we were talking about. Broncos Panthers was a Super Bowl rematch 21 20. Ah, it's going to be fun. 
We're going to have fun. It's back, huh. guys. What the hell can't, more do we need to say? I very, can't wait. Very exciting. All right. Uh, yep. Not exciting is these Mets, what they're doing to me here. I mean, they had a 10 and a half game lead June 2nd. They're playing right now. I believe they're up 5 nothing against the Pirates. They have a day-night doubleheader. Yankees twins also doubleheader, right? Right, Parley kids? Yes. Yeah. So, That's right. I, you know, and now Scherzer's on the IL now. It's supposed to be a short stint. I mean, this is depressing. It really is. They, uh, the Cowboys have to start losing so I could be distracted from the mess losing. <laughs> Did, um, didn't you call it the other day, Sal? Didn't you call it that you Scherzer, you, you just feel like Scherzer's going to be on the well, IL? Well, I mean, uh, he, he came out early. I mean, it wasn't a, a shot in the dark, really. Like, he, he came out early. He had discomfort in his side and everything. And I guess he just, this probably is like he'll miss one start. I don't know how that Ken Palm or Ken Palm's basketball, right? Some kind of rating system has on uh, ESPN has the Mets with still a 64% chance to win the division. Um, I, I don't know how they're going to do that. If the Braves win every effing day, like it just a, a game they could have lost last night, 10, nine, they come up on top, but let's see, I have to look at um, these odds. Uh, oh, well they have the division winners. That's one thing I like about baseball. It could be right in the middle of the game and they'll still have like right, the division winner up. odds up. Yep. Yeah. Mets yep. still minus 165 Braves plus 125. Wow. Paul, I kid your Yankees minus eight fifty now. Tampa ten to one. The Blue Jays fifteen to one. But brother Bry sent us, good lord, this lineup. I've not heard of like several of these guys. This is really, this is. Let me look at this. What is this? Oswaldo Everybody's Cabrera, name that ends in an A is a bum. Everybody what? Everybody's whose last name ends in an A is a bum on that lineup. Well, thank okay. you. Oh, thank yeah. You. Okay. There's three what? of them. That's one way to look at it. Uh, all right. So, uh, sorry, Oswaldo Cabrera. Harry doesn't like you, but he's leading off. Judge now batting second. They don't know where to put it, right? Like, you lead him off because he's hitting 300, or but he's hitting bombs. Do you take a chance that one of these other guys are going to get on base? Glaber Torres, third. Ronald Guzman batting cleanup. Miguel Andohar, fifth. Uh, Kiner Falafa, sixth. Uh, Florial, seventh. He, who is this? Higashioka, uh, oh yeah, Kyle Higashioka yeah, is eighth, yeah. and uh, Oswald uh, Peraza is ninth. Boy, Bry, that is it's rough. Bad. It's bad. It's funny because I I took the under for my extra points pick, although my extra EP picks haven't been so great. But um, in game I was one, saying, I, I was yeah. saying, yeah, right. how bad I was saying I was going to laugh at the Yankees lineup today, and just because, especially with the doubleheader, and my God, is it bad? I mean, we had, we had big Yankee fans send us this lineup today and said. Who the hell is Ronald Guzman, who's batting yeah. fourth? But, uh, He's an actor, I think. I know Guzman. I know Guzman. It's funny, This is what we're dealing with. He's batting so, fourth. Batting right. fourth. Uh, yeah, that's nuts. I mean, that that's, that's, that is, that well, is nuts. Here, this is whatever. Here's what I'll say, Parley Kid. I mean, we have uh, like a month now before the postseason starts. If the Mets and Yankees like were to have to play, they really could be done by the end of the week, right? If they had to start the postseason now, this is, uh, am I too much doom and gloom? But this is the worst it's been collectively for both of them, I think. Yeah, and look, uh, you know, injuries, especially on the Yankees side, is, uh, you know, playing a big part right now. But, you know, this is when the Yankees early in the year, you know, they talk the load management. It doesn't help these guys. You got to play these guys when they're healthy. Mm. Judge hasn't been hurt. Somehow or another, Judge hasn't been hurt this year. Um, you know, we probably know one of the reasons why. But, uh, Why? You know, you tell he's me. Been in, what? What is it? Well, he's going to be, you know, he's getting his big money this year, uh, so he okay. uh, happens to be uh, healthy this year. I which thought it was a little more a nefarious. Great year to be that. healthy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I so look. 
this these teams can be it's always hard to watch a team when they're not hitting. Mm-hmm. You know, when you you put on a game, it just it automatically seems like they're lifeless. When a team doesn't hit, it just you assume right. they're lifeless. I'm not sure if it's that. I think, you know, uh you know, the pressure of New York is different, Sal, than anywhere else in the baseball world. Yeah. And um, you know, I think these guys start to press a little bit, especially in New York. So but Damashek brought up a good here. point. And uh, Damashek, by the way, kicked uh, unceremoniously, kicked oh, out of yeah. our league by John Hamm. I should have mentioned that. Uh, at you should have led. There. You should have led with that. I know. I know. I don't know why. I'm very, very excited about the Extra Points podcast tomorrow and minus three. And Hench was very funny when Damashek. Well, he lost a trophy. He lost a trophy. And I'm going to bring this up. He shows no remorse over it. It's it's not uh, unlike uh, the Deshaun Watson situation. Show a little remorse, and maybe there'll be some goodwill sent your way. But John Hamm said, "Hey." I wanted to see my name on the trophy, except you lost the trophy, so we couldn't get it engraved, and that's it. You're out. And that was it. He drank a beer and got the hell out of there. So that's what happens. But Damashek, go ahead, Brian. What were we going to say? I was going to say, is there any idea where that trophy could be, though? Like, where where could that possibly be? He claims. How do you lose it? We were trying to do a timeline. He thinks, well, he thinks. His car got totaled, and he thinks it was in the trunk of the car, and he never um, uh, reclaimed the items in the trunk. But um, as uh, Tall John, one of our, you know, one of the, the owners on the, that league pointed out, he gave the trophy to him like three months before that car crash. So I don't know what the hell, I don't know what, <laughs> what it was doing in that trunk to begin with. Um, so anyway, but anyway, Damashek says New York could be a little more welcoming, Parlay Kid. Why does everyone have to be so arrogant and be like, you're not going to make it, New York? Maybe that scares athletes away, you know? That's a good point. I I would, but it doesn't make you any softer Um, than anybody. But maybe it's just like no. I think fans are fans. Like I, I don't know. I don't really know if it's a fan thing. It might be more of a media thing or perception. Like people might just have that perception. Like Mm -hmm. you know, if anything, that you know, the fans aren't too harsh here anymore. No, I don't see that. Like it's probably worse. I mean, I think uh, you know, you go to Philly, they might tell you it's a a lot worse in Philly than it is here in New York. But it's certainly the perception of it. And it's also the expectation, Sal, maybe not for the Mets, but when you play for the Yankees, we know what the expectation is. It's to win the World Series. And if you don't, it's a bust. Right. And um, that can, I think that can get to guys after They'll a while. They'll boo a you little know? more than normal, I think. Yeah, they're not at the level of Philly fans, but they're not like probably nonchalant like Royals fans, just happy to <laughs> have the, the players there. Uh, who is that shithead played for the Cubs now as a – on Detroit batting like two thirty, Javi Baez. Right. So when he flipped off the, yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's a perfect example there, but, uh, uh, what do you think baby face about this Yankee team? I, I kind of think they've overachieved in a weird way. I mean, parlay kid. And I thought going into the season, they were going to be terrible mm-hmm. and the, the lineup's not very good. I mean, Nestor Cortez overachieved was an all-star in a weird way. Yep. They've overachieved, but that, mm-hmm. that said, I mean, I, I still would get rid of Boone. Uh, of course. Yeah. hundred percent. Yep. And what about the guys with the last names that end with a, they got to go, right? <laughs> I mean, that, that's Cashman's <laughs> biggest mistake. Can't, I, how can't even pronounce them. Let, let alone see them do anything <laughs> on the field. Can't that, pronounce yeah. them. <laughs> I'm sure there was that's like a, who was a, yeah, I'm sure there was one with an a, uh, Posada was pretty good. Right. And probably shouldn't have gotten rid of him. Uh, there's a bunch. Yeah. All right. Um, no, Bill, Bill James little, is re- little, little, revising little the rule book right now. Bill James is. All <laughs> <over>. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. Pick of the day. Let's pick a major league game. You guys could stick with your extra points pick, uh, right there on extra points.com. I am going to go, Oh, Hench and I at that draft last night. It's like 
it's like 11 o'clock and uh, we're bemoaning this Padres um, comeback win. We have the Padres under 88 and a half wins and the D-backs have been giving them all they got, really. And they were up five, nothing and they freaking blew it. And that's the game I know we're going to point to um, as the as the one that crushes us because they're very, very close to the 88. I think they're like 88.8 right now projection. But that said, I'm going Diamondbacks plus 180. They're going against you, Darvish, who beat up the Dodgers last week. But before that, three or more earned runs and three straight starts. Diamondbacks have been tough. 21 runs in four games. I just think plus 180 is too high. And, uh, well, I need it. I'm going to be rooting for it. And I think it's uh, there's some value in that plus 180 number. There you go. Harry, you're going, what is this? So Toronto, but you love this series, this Toronto-Baltimore yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. I, I won yesterday. I had the over, hit it by the fifth inning. Um, so um, today I'm going to go with the under, but in the Toronto Baltimore uh, series, but in the first five innings under four and a half at minus 150. Look, Toronto starter, Alec Manoa last 20 innings pitch, two earned runs with 22 Ks and Baltimore starter, Dean Kremer, two earned runs or less in four straight starts and in five of his last six. And in his only start versus Toronto this season, he forced the Blue Jays hitters into a season high 15 ground balls. First five innings, Toronto, Baltimore, under five and a half, minus 150. And on extra points, my pick, I hit again last night with the aces, by the way. So now 13 and three in my last 16. There we go. I'm going tennis tonight. Tennis tonight. You're going to tell us who? No? Got to go to extra points. Oh, you're going tonight for tomorrow, you mean, right? Tonight for tonight. (laughs) Tonight for tomorrow, right? Jesus Christ. Uh, well, I look, Harry is doing you a favor. This under Toronto, Baltimore was minus 174. Now it went all the way down to minus 150. So you're getting a nice little deal there for Harry. All right. Brother, brother, Brian Royals. Plus well, I think, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. it went up. I mean, Harry's doing an adjusted first five innings, although I like I see. it. Yeah, I, got I, I like it. I like it. Um, but I'm going to go with the Royals plus mm-hmm. one and a half against the Guardians. Uh, minus one thirty-seven. You guys all know I need. I mean, this really ended. sounds like ha- House of Dragons here with the Royals and the Guardians, I, right? It's it's very Your true. Your Grace, the Guardians <laughs> are at the front. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. What do you think? Um, yeah, the only thing is I I know who the Royals and the Guardians are, so you know yeah. I, can't, I can't understand anything in the House of the Dragons. <laughs> yet. Um, but you guys know, if you recall, I did a one of my big bets was under sixty-seven and a half for the Royals. Um, so they have to go like 13 and 12, I think, to go over that. So 12 and 13 are worse. I do. I win a lot of money on I that. I think bet, I jumped on that with you. Let me check. Yeah, right. That yeah. was at the all-star break. Yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah. Around that. Yeah. So they'd have to go, you know, they'd have to go 12 and 13 or worse. So I think mm-hmm. we're in pretty good shape there. Although they're kind of, fr- they're kind of frisky. I mean, they've been playing, you know, they've been playing okay. And, you know, the guardians have won the first two games in this series but they don't score enough to warrant a minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. Actually, the guard, the guardians is a road favorite. They're 10 and 17 on the road, on the run line. Uh, the Royals are over 500 um, on the run line at home as an underdog here. So I think, yeah, just getting a run and a half here against at home with Granky mm-hmm. on the mound and a guardians team that just cannot hit the ball. Well, um, I like that one at minus minus one thirty-seven. By the way, yes, I am on that with you. Uh, nice. Under 67 and a half. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. But so we need 12, kid, what, 12 and 13 is what we need. 12 and 13 or worse. Yeah. Parley kid, the one I really like better. And, uh, and I could tell by how much I bet on it now looking at it. What you, I think, convinced me on this one. The friggin' Nationals who finally, I know. finally lost yesterday. 
Fifth, what do we have them at? 58 and a half? 58 and a half. 36, so they have to go, all right, well, 10 and 16. Is that right? I, I think know. 10 and 16. Oh, God. And they're six and four in their last well, 10. This garbage team. Yeah. I can't believe Crazy. it. Crazy. All right. I should have gone to you when uh, Harry was talking about the Royals, but um, you, uh, uh, the Orioles, you you take the Orioles and I'm going to stare at the um, remaining schedule for the Nationals and cry here. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Orioles here at plus 128. I think. Uh, that line might have jumped a little bit on Harry around because uh, Kremer's not pitching today. It's Tyler Wells mm. now has been inserted into uh, the starting rotation. Uh, he's pretty solid. Anyway, Manoa has obviously been on a tear of late, but uh, Baltimore sits three and a half games out of a playoff spot. If they lose this game tonight, it's over. They'll be four and a half out. They'll have no shot. Mm. They win their two and a half. This is a huge game for them, bigger game for them than it is for the Blue Jays. I think... This team has been resilient all year long. I think they just find a way to win tonight uh, because it's uh, they're in desperation mode. This is their season tonight. This is their this is their playoff game. All right, let's take the Orioles at plus one twenty eight. All right, that's a fun one. Uh, and the Orioles do play the Nationals a couple of times, so that's that's uh, in the middle of September. Uh, actually, next yeah. week. Yeah. All right. So I'm looking at the schedule here. So. The it's pretty Nats, tough for the Nationals. Yeah, the Nats have seven against the the Phillies. Three against the Mets. They, they close with the Mets. Hopefully that means something to the Mets. Well, hopefully it doesn't. I, I don't know. Now I don't know what I'm rooting for. And then uh, six, six against Atlanta. So they have, um, mm. I don't know. They have about 17 games, 18 games against the top three in that division. That should be enough. Yeah. Uh, I got some Baltimores and Miamis in there. All right. So anyone else rooting against the Nationals? That's uh, what we're up against. All right. That's baseball. That's everybody, right? I hit us all. That's our plays of the day. Uh, tennis, anything going on in tennis, Bri? I mean, you're, you're the stud here. You got both your players alive on Thursday. Yeah. Savienko. Yeah. Savienko won in straight sets, won pretty easily today over Pliskova. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so I got her into the semifinals. I, I think I gave her out at like 18 to one, 18 or 19 to one. Uh, what else is going on? Tiafo and Rublev are tied at four. So is that what it first, is? Yeah. Right. Four, four, first set. There you go. All right. And the Mets are up, I believe, 5-1 in the uh, bottom of the seventh now. They're changing a pitcher as a runner on third. All right. Anyway, have to win two. Have to take two today. And the Yankees, yep. you could split. But uh, there you go. And that's yep. it. Babyface, did I miss anything? Uh, H-Dog's favorite rapper was on the season finale of Hard Knocks last oh, night. Oh, I didn't watch, but my draft went late. How was the finale? Was it good? Eminem's. Who's the rapper? M&M's showed up at that line. <laughs> yeah. He was there. By the way, um, I'm sure he would. He's not here to react. I don't know. He dropped again from the Zoom call. But I'm sure he would give you a big duh for that. But there you go. No. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, so there you go. That's another episode of Against All Odds. We will be back tomorrow to go over the weekend action. Talk about the Thursday night game. Uh, Post game wrap up. And we're also going to be on Spotify Live. What is that? Sunday night? Is that a, a Cowboys game, Parlay Kid? We're gonna you're gonna be able to watch most of these Cowboys games with yep. me and the Parlay Kid and Brother Brian oh, yeah. and Harry if he could figure it out. He yes. can't even hang on a Zoom for an hour. Uh, we're gonna have to rehearse the Spotify live thing, but check it out. It's called Against All Odds Live on Spotify Live app. Check that out for Mikey Meatballs, for Babyface Joel Solomon, and the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na.